Thanks for tuning in to the No Mercy TV podcast. All donations are greatly appreciated. Whatever you can spare, whether it's $1, $2, whatever you can to help this platform get to a better place. Thanks for tuning in. Good job, no mercy. Jesse Reekin. Top mob. You know, um, no mercy TV <laughs> podcast. What episode is this? Number six? Yeah. You know. That's so funny, I haven't even talked to Dot Mob in years. I still claim Dot Mob. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we still got episodes from last week that we still gotta uh drop, so y'all can see those soon. Um And I just we, thought of a great guest idea that we're gonna we're gonna see if it's possible. Yeah, we we're gonna holler at people and see what's up. Um we back being consistent, man. Facts. You feel what I'm saying? Like, we gave y'all last week, this week, like, you know, it's going to be a lot more content flowing out. Um, we got a lot of topics to cover today. You feel me? So, um... And it's funny because I hit you midweek like, yo, we're not going to have nothing. Mm-hmm. And then by Saturday, we were booked with... I was like, oh, shit, yeah. we're kind of booked with topics. Yeah, that's why I tell you, like, yo, if you pay attention to social media, stuff happens every day. You feel me? Like, I used to read the newspaper... When I was growing up. So you see different stories developing every day. You see stories from the previous day that they following up on. It's like new details emerging and shit like that. So it's always stuff to talk about. You feel what I'm saying? So it's just the point of us, you know, having the link and get on camera and shit like that. Which I wish we could find something closer, but fuck it. You feel what I'm saying? We got to settle with this then. Nah, that's what it is. The shit, so. Even though the homeless rate is great. Come, oh, man. Stepping off the Long Island Railroad, bro, is fucking crazy, bro. Homeless people everywhere. Like, if you ever been to Times Square, Midtown Manhattan, like, between 42nd, 34th, etc., son, the amount of homeless, cracked out, crackheads, and motherfuckers wanting to dance in front of the stores and shit, like... <laughs> and you have to walk by them like it's a normal occurrence, too. You know, like... And there'll be a cop across the street, but they can't. What they gonna do they if they lock up every crate? What the fuck? You know? they, that's what they need to do. Stop yeah. filling, stop filling the jails with people who are not doing shit, and fill them with people who are actually like to turn the jails into shelters or something. Yeah, like give bro. these people some way to stay. But for these motherfuckers to be outside twenty four seven and not being able to do shit, it's just like yo, like get these niggas somewhere to go. Because yo, look, like I was telling you, when when if you go to DR or anything. The mm-hmm. dream is to live in New York. New York. We're representative of the whole United States. Yeah. Like, if, if you're a dude from New York, you automatically get, get gain points with <laughs> meeting a girl from somewhere else. It's true. That's the fact. You go, you go to Cali, you go wherever you go. You're from New York? Oh, shit, they like you. Down south. Y'all bitches love us. Yeah. <laughs> Every, everywhere. <laughs> but it's not even down south. Cali. <clears throat> Cal- if you, oh, I'm from New York. They... Bro, everywhere. Yeah. But yeah. when they come to see this, the shithole that it actually is. Oh, oh my god. god, bro! Like, they're like, "What the fuck did I get myself into?" You know? I it, true story. I just it, I, I feel mean, like New York is like the reverse of how they do um like Africa. Like you know how <laughs> Africa, they always show you them 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 starving baby commercials and stuff like that. You go over there, it's beautiful. Yeah. But with New York, it's like. The imagery they present in New York is like the Twin Towers and, you know, all this stuff that looks fancy. And then when you get over here, it's like, you know, a completely different experience. Yeah, and I met a Spanish dude right here coming on the way here. Pause. He, he looked like he was a little lost. Uh, he looks at me, he goes, hey, you know, he just starts talking to me in Spanish. <coughs> and he goes, where's the Twin Towers at? So I'm like, bro, you got to take the A train. <laughs> <laughs> You're way off. Yeah, for real. But, you know, he, he went on, oh, thank you, thank you. And he was visiting. I don't think he expected this. He was like, this shit's crazy. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you know, you had cracked out people yelling, yo, fuck you, being, fuck you. And to themselves is the yeah. problem. You know? It's yeah. like, it's weird. So, um, so, what's up, man? What's the first topic for the day? You're going to run topics from now on. Oh, I like be, that responsibility. That's, that's going to that's gonna be your responsibility. Um, what we talking about? Well, the one that comes off of my head, 
Omari Hardwick missing from the from the uh, Power Breakfast, Club Five Breakfast Club interview. Yeah, and on the Hot ninety seven interview. So, and I, you know what? I didn't make the correlation until you said something. Pay attention to it. If you go to like, it's like around the nine minute thirty second mark mm-hmm. on the uh, the Hot ninety seven interview. Yeah, well, Omari Hardwick, Ghost from Power. He says, "Oh, with the Beyonce." Because he went to kiss Beyonce two times on the cheek. Well, before we continue, um, the reason we pointing out that he was missing from the Breakfast Club interview is because whenever there's a new season of Power, they all do interviews together. Yeah. So you'll see Angela, Tommy, Tasha, mm-hmm. and Ghost. Right. You'll see all of them doing interviews together. But this particular Breakfast Club interview, it was just Tommy and Tasha. Right. And, so, then, and then Ghost was on Hot 97. Yeah. Well, well, I, 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 I think... Um, well, I seen the Breakfast Club interview first. Okay. And then when you said something was when I scrolled through my timeline and I seen the Hot 97 one. And I, I thought to my mind, I'm like, yo, that's weird. He, I would think he would be on the Breakfast Club one. But so, to see him solo on Hot 97, I'm like, all right, maybe it was like a, a, a rush press day. Maybe they had to go here, he had to go there. Nah, I'll, I'll tell you what happened. <clears throat> Even though this is my theory, it's not a, a fact fact. But I mean, it's not a theory because he, he confirmed it with what he said. Right. All right. So I like around the nine minute third. So well, first of all, April first of this year. Ah, oh, fuck. April first. Yeah, I think it was April first. He got donkey of the day. Yeah. And he seems like a sensitive dude, like you know. And he got donkey of the day for trying to kiss Beyonce twice on the cheek. Yeah, y'all all seen the viral video where he yeah. um he went up, <clears throat> he he was standing with Jay. I think they took a couple pictures, and then he went to go um, greet Beyonce, and he kissed her. He kissed her twice on the cheek, right? And she looked like she wasn't having it on the second. And Charlamagne was like, "That's not how you greet a girl." I, 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 this is the thing when you um hit me about it. I had went and watched the donkey of the day. I'm gonna keep it a buck. I think Charlamagne he was, was reaching. Yeah, he was reaching. You can't tell. Grown ass people, how to greet each other. Now, this the thing. I don't think Beyonce looked uncomfortable. I maybe it was just like her being in the moment, and however, you know, who knows? Maybe she might have thought to herself mid moment, "Yo, that might look crazy on camera," because you know right. we're conscious of how social media, of course, interprets things, especially so, somebody on Beyonce's standards. Yeah, so I wouldn't think. Somebody like Beyonce would have a problem with what he did, especially if she knows him. You know, he's able to get that close to her without security. Mm-hmm. So obviously, they know each other. They have some sort of relationship. So you can't tell adults how to greet each other. If that's what she allows, and that's what she allows. You know, when I was growing up and I was in school, um, originally the way to greet a girl was a kiss on cheek. Well, uh, originally it was like a wave or a, uh, a hand gesture. Uh-huh. It wasn't really like a, a a physical thing. But when you get to know the, the females and, you know, you cool with certain females, you get a hug. Right. Like, you get a real yeah. strong embrace. And that was just a sign to say, yeah, this chick, you know, rock with me or whatever. That's a friend of mine, etc. You understand? So you can't tell people how to show that that embracement when they, when they greet each other. I, I, I completely and, and, and there's some wrong. there's some homegirls where you do the extended hug because that's how they are. They just mm-hmm. like that, you know. So, so uh, but yeah. I, so then I like around the nine minute thirty second mark, uh, around there on the Hot ninety seven interview, he goes, "All right, so Kevin Hart could make a joke about me and Beyonce because I know Kevin Hart." And he was like, "You can't make a joke." That has to be a hundred percent directed at Charlemagne, right yeah, there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, I, but but this is the thing. Who side like, do you have in this beef? Um, Omari all day, Omari okay. all day, and it's, it's not no no type of bias. I usually agree with a lot of Charlemagne's donkey of the days. This one I didn't, just because I felt like it was a reach. I did, again I didn't see because Charlemagne's going off for the whole oh that's a man's wife blah blah blah, but. Again, if they have that kind of relationship, he's allowed to do that. Right. You understand? It's not for the for the public. It's not for you to determine how they greet each other in a relate in, in their personal relationship. You understand? And I don't feel like Omari is like 
some young 20-year-old dude that that has to be explained to. He's an older guy. I'm pretty sure he's in his 30s, 40s, or whatever. Yeah. He don't need a lesson on how to greet his friend. Save that talk for the younger niggas. Like, you don't have to do that to a grown man like that. And I feel where Amari was coming from. I understand why he feels away. His interview was actually pretty good. And, you know, you got to remember, you, with Omari, you got to remember, too, like, people, don't joke on another dude's wife, man. That's his wife, bro. That's his wife. This, yo, the internet age is a new day and age for me. Yeah. Where I'm from, you don't joke about somebody's wife. Yeah. That's, you know, like, that's crazy. And, you know, you got internet trolls. Oh, she looked like a... I'm like, bro, what the fuck, man? You guys are... It's a different age. Different yeah. age, man. Yeah, I, I thought that whole thing was corny. I think um, Charlemagne, he he was wrong for that one. Yeah. He was wrong for that one. You Like, you got to be able to look at... But Omari should have still been able to do the interview and promote. He seems a little salty from Nah, this is the thing. If you uncomfortable with the way somebody is painting a certain picture of you... Then, then why be that? Yeah, that's exactly. True. That's true. You know, it's, it's not even... At that point, it's just not even about his personal feelings. It's like... You're almost trying to tarnish my my image on a on a public level, in front of millions. Like you're making it seem like I'm just some guy, some random fan that just ran up to Beyonce and was kissing all over. Like nah, that's my peoples, and that's how we greet each other when we see each other. That, that reminds me of the Seinfeld Howard Stern beef because you know there was a certain period of time where Seinfeld didn't want to come on. Because okay. Howard wanted him on, but he would continue making jokes at him. And they're like, oh, why don't you want to come on? You hate Howard? He said, I never said I hate Howard. He can make fun of me all he wants. Then why don't you come on the show? He's like, because I don't have to help him make fun of me. That's oh, a, that's, okay. that's a perfect reason. It's true. I I don't have to, you know, Omari doesn't have to be there. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So, you know. But um, both, both interviews are great interviews. I do feel like I'm at this point. Um... At this point, a phone call could be made. You understand? Charlemagne said his piece. Omari said his piece. Now, a lot of people will say, like, oh, Omari should have just called him when he seen the donkey the other day. No. Omari has a right to stand his ground publicly because it can't just be this person says that and then their, their picture of that narrative is, the, is allowed to live on a public level. No, you have to defend yourself first and then y'all can come to the table yeah, they talk yeah. to each other. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, um, shouts to Omari. I'm looking forward to um, seeing his last season of Power. Um, I just feel like he wasn't wrong in the situation at all. He wasn't wrong in what he did with Beyonce. He wasn't wrong in not doing the interview. So, I disagree with Tommy saying that he would kill his own mom if she snitched. I don't think so. I, even though he may know his character better than I do. Did you feel that? Yeah, in Power... Um, yeah, I believe Tommy will kill his mother. I don't know. Here, you got some incest shit going on there. <laughs> Here's the thing: he already has a certain disdain towards his mother. Like he don't respect her like that. Like he yeah, respect. But her when own... he killed his dad, he went and laid in bed next to her. That was a powerful scene. He respects his mother off the fact that she's his mother, but also considering that she does coke and stuff like that. She does it with him. Does it with him. <laughs> but it's still. As a mother, he doesn't feel like she's like that A1 mother that, you know, deserves all the respect in the world. So it's like, if she was a snitch, I think he would kill her. Yeah. I can't, and I, like I said, I guess his character, he knows his character better than I, I get that feeling that if his mom, if his mom snitched, he would kill her. I mean, like, like they said, he killed Holly. Yeah. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? So, you know, um, I, I do think that he would kill his mother. So, all right, speaking on beef... A new beef came up too. Hey, when I get into it, like I was telling Mercy, I know Mercy through battle rap. I, you know, and at battle rap we have the like, and where I gained a little bit of success was through battle rap, and mm -hmm. we have this family within each other where I always love to see somebody do good with, with Charlie Clips on Wild and Out or Conceited on Wild and Out. Like that's great. So Boss Chick Ring does an interview. I want to give her props first. Shout out to, shout out to Boss Chick Ring. Because she does this interview that reaches 50's radar. 
now the inter- and she does a great job of interviewing too. Yeah, I yeah, like her, her interviews. Be dope. She kind of stood her ground. Yeah, too. Like she and I, and I like to see that from her because like you know I go back and forth with her on Facebook all the time. Yeah, and she she really like stands her ground on certain things. So yeah. when she's doing the interviews, I like how that you know translates over to that now. Like she's really like when somebody say some bullshit, she pressed them like, uh, but wait a minute, didn't you? You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So. <clears throat> and she's still and and there's still she makes him feel comfortable too. You yeah, know, there's that comfort yeah. level. So with Lord Jamar, when he was like Eminem just puts together words, which first of all I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> Eminem is my favorite of all time. Well, he fell off after the third album. That's just a fact. But after the third album, after his third his third feature, uh, Slim Shady LP, Marshall Matters LP, Eminem no show was. Great. Mm-hmm. Encore, he started to fall off a bit. I mean, I felt like he was going up and down. Yeah. Well, and then he still steals features that he's on. He's, mm-hmm. he's still incredible to listen to. Yeah. But I think those were his, his prime. prime. Yeah, okay. Um, But when Lauren Jamal say he just puts together words, she's like, yeah, but he puts them together wor- great. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So she, she, she kind of fought back with that. So then, and then 50 does an interview, not an interview, uh, Instagram, right? And Shall I read what he wrote? Yeah, Shall I pull it up? Might as well, fuck it. Keep talking while I pull it up. But, um, I, I don't agree with Lord Jamal. Like, and I've seen numerous, um, you know, clips where he's spoken on Eminem. And Lord Jamal comes from the perspective of a person who, like, he ran across one Eminem song. It happened to have all of the, all of the bad stuff about Eminem that people wouldn't like, and then he based Eminem's entire catalog off that one song. And it's like Eminem has always been substance heavy. He's always been content heavy. Eminem thing is he just doesn't speak from the perspective of like a hood perspective. Like he speaks about shit that everybody, like the world, goes through. You understand? He's spoken on people getting bullied. He's spoken on um. Uh, politics like he speaks on a lot of stuff that people who just live everyday life can relate to you know people there's gonna be some people from the hood that can relate to it there's people from the hood that got bullied you understand what I'm saying there's people in the hood that don't like how things are going on within the politics world you understand so he does at some point relate to the hood but he just doesn't speak for that lifestyle that's not his main thing you feel what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> so here's the well. First, here's the Lord Jamar. We don't. We he's talking about black people because I listen to the interview, so I, could, I so I know he does say black people. Mm-hmm. We don't listen to Eminem. We don't go to the gym and turn on Eminem. We don't listen to him on the way to the club. We don't play him in the club. Now, corny places, I can't speak for that. Mm-hmm. My thing about Eminem and all that, and I hate bringing up his fucking name. My thing about this motherfucker is you can't crown somebody king and circumvent the true kingdom. Uh, like, white people will crown Eminem king because he sold the most records out of all rappers. So then 50's response is, Lord Jerome better sit his ass down. Lord Jerome. <laughs> I thought you died already, nigga. Get the fuck out of here. You ain't Grand Pooba anyway. Oh, my God. I'm going to need a bum-ass nigga in one of my shows. I'll be reaching out shortly. <laughs> Yo, hey, here's Ooh. another thing, man. If... If you don't like M, don't give 50 props. He's going to reject that offer all day. We've seen it numerous times. Yeah. Lord Jamal didn't exactly give him props, but I don't think he would go at 50. Fifth, 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 first of all, 50 ride for M all day. Like That's his man. That's the nigga who put him on, gave him a shot, helped change his life. So 50, that's one of the main reasons I respect 50, because when it comes to morals, he stands on that. And... You never will see him go at Eminem, like never. Even when Joe Bunham was like, "Oh, you, you know, Fifty had major offers, uh, had mad offers before he signed to Shady. He had, and and first of all, Joe Bunham was wrong on that. Fifty was dropped from Universal after he got shot after Power of the Dollar. He mm-hmm. said Universal. Joe Bunham mentioned, and then he said, and then he said, everybody wanted Fifty. Fifty will be the first one to tell you he won't be at the level where he's at without Eminem. Eminem. He'll be the first one, and he said, "Yo, fuck Joe Butthead." <laughs> like, don't don't give fifty props. It's not gonna work out well. That's a fact. Um. Oh no, we good. So Lord Lord 
Lord Jerome, man. Lord Jerome, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. You sound better to me. You do. Yeah. Um. And and I speak and I speak as a person from the hood. Like I'm from, I'm from Colonial Projects, man. Right next to Polo Grounds. Like and I and I constantly have to reiterate this because it's a certain like Lord Jamal is really one of those like one of those closed-minded hood niggas. Like and he, he and he had that dope music back in the day. Don't get it twisted. Back in the day, I mean I n I never listened to him, but you know that that's just my my personal thing. Like I never, but um. He was a little older, that's why. Yeah, but he he like has that that one dimensional mindset where it's like only the hood matters. Like Lord Jamal, he sounds like a nigga that's still wherever he from. He from Brooklyn or something? I don't know. He might be from Brooklyn, but he sounds like a nigga who is fifty something years old and probably still sits out on the steps. Like, <laughs> yo, what's up, nigga? And you know stuff like that. Like. Come on, son. At what age do you do you abandon all that shit? Like it's okay. Like if you if you from the hood, then cool. You from the hood, but to still be trying to to glorify that and to still be trying to make that a thing at you know his age is just like damn. Like nigga, you done. I'm pretty sure you done been around the world. You done sold records and made some type of money. Like you don't have to live in that hood mindset all day. And when you start you judging, rush out Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah, when you start judging somebody like M because he doesn't specifically speak for you, like, okay, we're not the only people out here. Like, he's white, he's from Michigan, you know, he, he and he's from poverty out there. It's just that how their poverty is is different because it's, it's a trailer park set up. It's different from what we're used to out here in New York because we got the projects. But he's still coming from a place of somebody who had nothing just like we did. You feel what I'm saying? So even at that point, you can relate. You know, he dealt with baby mama drama. He dealt with uh, uh, a parent that he ain't rock with like that, which we all can relate to. All of us had a mother or father that we wasn't really rocking like with like that coming from the hood. So it's like, you know, the stuff he speaks on, we actually can relate to. It's just a lot of the stuff that, you know, people don't want to acknowledge, but you know, the way he's addressed his situations, it might be in a way that people from the hood won't address them. You understand what I'm saying? But, um, you know, as far as the other content, as far as, you know, the, the over-the-top, the, the rape and incest stuff that he be talking, I mean, that's white humor. You understand? That's dark white humor. Like, when you go watch a, um, a Jim Norton stand-up, he's talking about the same exact thing. You know, so in white culture, this is this is what they talk about. You know, it's not just a thing um, that started with Eminem, and it's not just a thing that only he does. This is something that, in white comedy period, this is their dark humor. You understand what I'm saying? So, like how in 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 urban humor, we might talk about shooting people and you know shit like that. That for us is dark humor. But their dark humor involves rape, incest, and, you know, that type of stuff. And I'm not, you know, saying I condone it. I'm not saying I relate to it or um, that that's my lifestyle. But I understand it because that's that's what they do on that side. You feel what I'm saying? So, you know, what it don't make one more right than the other. And then, you know, something else I, I disagreed with Lord Jamal there. He said, would you ever diss your mom? Uh, and I wouldn't need him. My mom treated me great, though. You don't know M's lifestyle. M yep. explains his relationship with his moms. You know, she had a sickness where she thought he was sick and feeding him medicine that he didn't need. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, you know, it, and he's been through foster homes, you know. Yeah. Like, you, you know, and it, it, I guess in minority standards, you're never supposed to go get your mom. No matter how, my mom treated me great, so I can't stand. I, Same I, I don't know, but you know, I know the rule is even if she didn't treat you great, you're not supposed to disrespect her. Yeah, because she birthed you after all. Because she birthed you. But at the same time, everybody don't have the same mindset. You know, you got some people who are on some like, yo, can't nobody say nothing bad to me. Like I don't care who it is, whether it's my mother or father. Some people are just like that. Yeah, you understand and. These come from the environments and stuff that they grow up in. These come from the hardships that they grow up in. They just can't nobody do anything to them. You feel what I'm saying? If that's how they feel, then, hey, you know, that that ain't for me to judge. You understand? You got to stand your ground regardless as the person that you are. And if you feel like somebody's doing something wrong to you, then, 
you know, if you decide to speak on it, that's on you. You know, of course, later down the line, you're going to learn the lesson. But, you know, as far as, like, what's respectable and what's not. But, you know, everybody don't have the same lifestyle. And that should be understood. You feel what I'm saying? Never you know? seen my lifestyle. Never been to the crack house. Oh, yeah, that's my girl. <laughs> I love that. Uh, <clears throat> any, any last words on the subject? Uh, just that I think Lord Jamal needs to stop speaking on Eminem and, and stop really... Uh, just trying to justify that one-dimensional mindset he has. Do you think Lord Jamal's chasing a little bit? Do you think he's looking for another Eminem disc? He might get a 50 disc. No, he not be 50. Not even doing music right now, so he's yeah. not getting one of those. Um, I, I understand he has his opinion. I mean, we all have to have our opinions. You understand? I just think his opinion don't come from a genuine place. Like I think his opinion comes from a not knowing how to think outside the box mindset. Would you be interested in hearing Lord Jamal go at M lyric? No. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So you think the 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 beef ends here? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I don't want to hear no diss records from nobody. I'm good. Fifty did that joke. Well, you know, Lord Jamal is going to respond to Fifty on his podcast. Well, I I, I want to see that. That's that'll be sure. that'll be funny. Yeah, I, I, I would I would be interested in seeing that. So you want to speak about the abortion issue? Oh man. Okay. So earlier this week. Um, there was a law passed. I believe the first place it was passed was Alabama, if I'm not mistaken. It was Alabama. Okay. Um, abortion is now illegal. And it is illegal under any circumstances. Isn't it an eight-week period in Alabama, or is it just illegal straight away? Um, some, yeah, it was some type of period because it said um, once the fetus develops like a heart... Or something like that. So I think it's eight weeks, which still isn't horrible, hard, but 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 it, it, it's still a point of um. <sighs> Some girls don't even realize they're not pregnant until after three months. Tell you the truth, too, though. That's that's, that's true. That's true. I, my my girl didn't know she was pregnant after three months. That's it, a true story. First but, pregnancy test we took was negative. Mm-hmm. Then on third month she took it again, and she it's positive. Yeah. Things like that happen, and um, it's it's a it's a situation that I feel strongly about because I don't normally f- care for like women laws and, and politics involving women because that's not my place. I'm a, as a man, you understand. But I feel like as how do you explain to the women in your family coming from these states that if they've been raped, if they've had a uh, uh, a uncle or something that molested them on the low and you know <clears throat> got them pregnant or something like that how do you tell them that they're not allowed to get the baby aborted like how how you know um yeah trump is trying to turn over roe versus Wade, which is f- it, it just I, I i i don't understand you understand what i'm saying like you already have to deal with the trauma all right let's just Cut to all right, all right. Let all right. Let's start with abortion first, because this this one of them topics that fucked my head up completely. All right. Um, do you agree with abortion? Yes or no? I would never do it personally, but yes, I feel like a woman should have a right to. Yes. Okay. You feel like like I'm um because I was talking about this with my wife. She says I'm pro-choice, meaning. I feel like women should be able to choose what they want to do with their bodies. They should be. So they should be allowed to make the choice of whether or not they want to get the abortion done. Of course. So that's my stance on that. You understand? It's nobody, like, anybody who's against it, you can't tell another person what to do with their body. You understand what I'm saying? Well, if, if you're if, the if, father, if, you have a little bit well, of Well, yeah, right, I, you know? of course. Uh, as, as far as that, you know, that that's a whole other topic we could touch on on another level as far as... You know the the two parent thing and everything like that, but um, with the abortion thing, yes, I feel the father, but I'm talking about an outsider, like somebody who's, oh, okay. who's yeah, sitting yeah. in the office making the laws and stuff like that. You know, if you're not going to be against abortion, how about all the kids that these chicks don't want when they birth them? You take care of, them, since you don't believe in abortion. You understand? Um, I think abortion is right for females who their bodies might not be ready to conceive just yet. Or they might just be in a situation where the child isn't fit. They won't have a, a fit situation for the child to be look, properly look, raised. Look, let's be honest. You get caught up in the heat of the moment, dude goes raw, he busts inside. That, all right. Human nature. Human nature. 
that that's what usually happens when when girls decide to have an abortion. That's ninety percent of the abortion. Well, I, won't, I can't draw a percentage. I don't know. But, Pretty sure it's a big percentage of them. Wait, now, where I would have a problem with abortion is if you're doing that shit every other month. Now, when you're treating that shit like birth control, yeah, I'm like, come on, man, you you know what's. But even then, I'm not standing on the picket line. But yeah. I, I will judge you. And I don't yeah, judge they, people. And don't get it know. twisted. There's chicks who have abortion after abortion. There, there's plenty of them out there. So y'all chicks that's doing that, something's wrong with y'all. Like, y'all going to have abortion and abortion after abortion until you're finally ready to have kids and you can't have and one. you're not going to be able to have you don't have so many abortions. Like, you don't fuck your insides up. So, you know, um, but when it comes down to the whole... Um, like if you get raped, you can ha have the abortion and still do time in jail for it. You can get raped, have the abortion, and be sentenced to fifteen years. What the fuck? That's the crazy. doctors who do the abortion can't get sentenced to fifteen years. That's you understand crazy. what I'm saying? So it's like now you want these women to carry these rape babies, and then. We know rape is a traumatic experience. Like that's most women, it scars them for life. Yeah. So not only do they have to deal with the trauma of being raped, but they have to deal with, they have to carry the child. Like the child is going to be a constant reminder of that rape. They can't be happy about the child that they're looking at because it wasn't a child that they wanted to have. Somebody forced them to have that child. You understand? So I, I'm I'm com I'm completely in disagreement with that, and and I'm I'm, I'm just mad. Like oh, I, I feel like the 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 Justice Department of the United States has pretty much doomed our women. So when you talk about that rape trauma, right? Where do we where do we put the suicide rate? Because a lot of women are going to start killing themselves because they can't mentally deal with that trauma. They have to constantly, they're going to look at that child and they're going to constantly experience that trauma over and over again until they slit their wrist. That's crazy. In 2019, you would think that would be so so progressive, but <clears throat> in a way, we're moving backwards. Even, like, even go back to the city talk. We're back to the 80s out here in the, in, walking down the street, you know? Yeah. Fucking, and the abortion, the same shit. Like, why... Why is this even an issue? Like, if a girl wants an abortion, let her get it. And like I said, even if she wants to use it as a form of birth control, I don't agree with it. But you can't put a law on it to make them stop it. No. Like, I think that's crazy. And to give people jail time for that. like. And then, and then people... I had this one guy say, oh, they're talking about post-birth abortion. I'm like, we're killing a baby after it's done? He's like, yeah. I'm like... No, that's not what the that's Democrats want. No, that's about. not. And then he goes, "Oh, I thought I heard something." I'm like, "Bro, you're, you're no." First of all, there is no such <laughs> thing as <laughs> post-baby abortion. I swear, some dude told me that, arguing with the point with me. All I'm right, like, abortion. First of all, if you a person that done seen movies, played video games, or whatever, you will know to abort a mission. It's to back out of the mission before it goes through. That's what aborting a mission is. So when it comes to abortion, as far as aborting kids, it's aborting them before they come out. There's no such thing as post-baby abortion. <laughs> you think I'm making that shit up? You I swear, can't, bro. You can't. There's people that really think that. You can't complete me. something and then abort it. Yeah, that, that shit is ridiculous. No, you can. If you're talking about baby killing. <laughs> then that's what you're talking about. There's no such thing. You can't clean that up to make it sound intelligent post-baby abortion. What? And I, I do think like nine-month abortion is a little over the board. I know eight-month people are talking about that. That's a little over. You should have made up your mind by that point. Yeah, yeah. I, that, yeah that, that's the thing. Now, I say that. Um, I, I think there should be a, a, a better window of time as far as abortion because eight weeks, that's pretty much two months. Um, there's some, like I said, there's girls that don't even know that they're pregnant after eight weeks. Yeah, so I say g give a window of up to four months. Four, four or five months, yeah. Yeah, four, four or five. Um, at that point, you know, the baby, 
it's still, I mean, yeah, the baby will probably have a heart and everything like that. But at the same time, I mean, if this is the, the time period where people are finding out that they're pregnant and things of that nature, then let them still have that choice up to that time. Now, if you wait in, like you said, six, seven, eight months, then that's your fucking fault. You understand? But, you know, people should still have that choice in the beginning to say, yo, I'm going to, you know, get rid of this. And that, you know, another thing that I've been seeing on the news that kind of relates to this. Like, you know, Tupac is my my second favorite next to M. Maybe my favorite. depends what mood I am. Okay. Brenda's Got a Baby is one of my favorite songs. And... And the shit is really disturbing that you still hear in the news. It's happened like last week. A baby found in a dumpster. Fucking dead baby in the garbage. Yo, if you have a baby, go to... You know you can leave it at a fire department, no questions asked. Mm-hmm. At a police department, no questions asked. If you have a baby, don't throw it in the garbage can. You had the baby already. Yeah, yeah. Leave it, you know? I don't know, man. It's fucked up <laughs> shit in this world. <laughs> Like, that, that shit, man. That shit is just crazy. And it happened recently around here. That's the crazy part. Oh, you're talking about the dude in Queens that uh, trapped the baby in the car. And that, that's another fire. one. And there was another one with the baby found on the dumpster. But, yeah, that one was crazy, too. The yeah. three-year-old, he wanted to do a murder-suicide. Set the car on fire. He got scared, ran out the car. So he lives, and the three-year-old baby died. Yeah, that, that, you know what's crazy? That happened not too far from where I used to live at in Queens. Sick, bro. You know, so, um, yeah, that, that abortion shit, I'm in complete disagreement with it. I don't agree with it at all. And, nah, I ain't with it. You feel me? Um, so, that's just my thoughts on that. Um, did you see Safari with the, with the letter? Yo, I would not watch that video. That gotta be one of the funniest videos i ever seen. <laughs> like... The, the whole him, his Jamaican ran at the end, suck your mother, your pussy all, and all that other stuff. Yo, that shit had me dying. Safari's funny as hell. You feel I ain't back Nicki Minaj, which gives him pre- 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 credit too, but... Uh, but Yeah, but he, he, he came up with Nicki. That's, like, if you bag Nicki Minaj now, I give you a little credit because that's somebody you got to put in the effort to get. But just to have had her about the hood, like, she was just a regular bitch at, at one point, I, so... I don't really give too much credit for that. But, uh, alright, so then they're, they're gonna. Hold on, I'm, I'm confused by the whole story, too. <laughs> <laughs> there's no fur, there's always been no fur people. Yeah. And now Safari turned it into black people wearing fur like a race issue. And this is how black people express themselves. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, man. Do not turn this into a black versus it's black not, game, bro. It's not. It's, oh. either, it's, fur, it's fur versus no fur. That's all it is. That's all it is. You feel me? Um. So hey. where, where was he at? He was at a no fur rally? Yeah. First of all, Safari, you are an entertainer who's on TV. you doing shows. You're getting money. Why? Why do you make it your business? To go to a no fur rally wearing a fur. That is trolling. That right there, people, that is a prime example of trolling. You're purposely doing things to get a reaction out of people. If you go to a vegan party with a rotisserie (laughs) turkey in your hand and you eating this shit in front of them, that is trolling. So what Safari did, it's not something I could take serious. It was funny as hell, but he is trolling by doing that. You're going to a no fur rally with a fur on. He's in there. He be doing some stupid stuff, right? No, it, it, it's, it's funny to me. It's you funny. It's hysterical. It, it's, it's, it, I, I would think somebody like him would have better things to do with his time. I was just laughing at the fact that they made it a race issue. <laughs> like, black people, this is how nah. we express ourselves. It's like, come on, bro. Do not do Don't bring race into it. Do don't do that. I don't like when people play the race card and try to know. You was on some bullshit trolling. You wanted to get a little bit of fame and fun in. You seen there was a no fur rally. You're a person that wears fur, so you wanted to just rock your fur, pull up there, and, and cause a scene. You feel me? But if you're going to do that, it's all fun and games. I'm with it. It's entertaining. Don't bring race into it. Don't try to get an audience behind it to try to validate your trolling. Because that's what you're doing. You are trolling. You feel what I'm saying? So, 
I don't even have much more to say on it. Though. <laughs> like niggas an asshole. That was a short one, but that was funny to me. Um, I didn't hear the new Wu Tang album. Did you hear it? No, I didn't hear it. You heard? You said the new DJ Khaled shit was fire. Yeah, I like DJ Khaled's new album. Um, I'll give us a. You mind giving us another, a review on it? Um, well, it's the thing. I didn't listen to, um, I, I missed, like, the maybe last two or three songs. But overall, it's a dope project. You feel what I'm saying? Like, he got Meek on it. He got, uh, Justin Bieber. He got, um... Nipsey's last song. He got Nipsey. He got, um, Beyonce, Jay-Z on a record with Future. That's dope. Um, it's called Top Off, the one where, uh, Beyonce was, like, she, she yelling, she in the hood yelling, Free Meek. Mm. You feel me? Um... I just feel like I have to run the Oh, keep going. Um, DJ Khaled is like the his albums are like the Avengers movies of hip hop. Like, you know, you have your favorites that you rock with. You have your favorites that you always gonna bump and listen to. Khaled is the person who's gonna put everybody on the album together and you know make something out of it. And um, I actually thought his his album was dope. Um, I like the joint with Scissor. You know, um, and DJ Khaled dropping a bunch of music videos too. Like yesterday, he dropped like four or five music videos. He dropped a Nipsey joint. He dropped a Scissor joint. Um, I think he dropped a video with Cardi B. You know, so he's just dropping a whole bunch of shit. And I'm like, you know, his, his work ethic is crazy. And these are not low budget videos either. Like some of them, you could tell that they were quickly shot, like within the span of a couple hours. But um. Like the scissor joint, that was heavy on like green screen and CGI and stuff like that. Like you feel what I'm saying? Um, shouts to Disaster. Disaster actually made a cameo in that video. Um, it, it was it was dope. It was dope. You feel me? Um, I think DJ Khaled. Um, he's just at a point now where he's just like he's a star himself. You know, he used to just be the guy that was screaming on albums and screaming on records and shit like that, but now. He's worked himself into a respectable space. You understand? And sometimes people don't understand, like, it takes a while for you to get there. You have to show a certain consistency and a, a certain level of just, like, being in a, a certain lane that is yours. You know, DJs put together albums all the time. You had K-Slay. You got Funk Flex. You got DJ Khaled. You got all these people that actually put together, like, main, like they go for mainstream um hip-hop albums but uh Khaled is one of those people who brings in so many different elements like he brings in the R&B and the pop artists and everything and he really is the best at what he does as far as making as far as being a DJ making albums DJ Khaled yeah so you know um I thought his album was good money you know he had a, he had uh, a fire meek record on there you feel what I'm saying? So um, I respect Khaled's royalty, loyalty too. Yeah. When, when that whole Fifty and, and Fat Joe's beef was happening, he was on Joe's side. <laughs> you know, even though Fifty was the bigger artist, he he stuck on Joe's side. I respect that. You know. Yeah, like, yeah. You feel me? So um, LOM loyalty over money. Uh, whatever stuff we had to talk about. Um, Game of Thrones. I want to do take this out again. I want to. I want to borrow one of yours. <laughs> I gotta take this out to the Game of Thrones fans. Yeah. I don't watch the show, but y'all really went out and started an online petition with millions of views for a redo. There's no redo. <laughs> nah. There's no. Like redo what? You know how many millions of dollars it costs to put them episodes together like each episode I think is is over like 10 million dollars anybody doing nothing over <laughs> the that had to be the stupidest petition I heard of like nah do it again ah bro like you know like you nerds like that show deal with it <laughs> you know what I mean like you, people didn't like the wire season 5 you can't do it you can't tell them to redo it that or oh, Wire season two was like one. Of, I think the least liked Wire season. You don't do a redo. Nah, man, that shit don't nah, exist. That, that, it's over. Like you feel me? Like this is the show that y'all signed up for. This is the show that y'all subscribe to. Appreciate what the directors are putting into it. You understand? Because these are productions. Like this ain't just like filming some random stuff and just slapping it together. Like 
it's a lot that goes into this. It's screenwriters, you got actors, you got producers, directors, all these camera people, and all these people that, you know, take part in this. Respect how it's put together. Now, if y'all gonna be mad at trying to get a certain amount of episodes, then I, I guess that's the thing, but, you know... I'm pretty sure every other season has had, like, more than enough episodes, so... Yeah, but you can't do... My whole point is, look, even if they do another season, it, it'll be an extended season. You can't just redo season eight and act like the shit never existed. Nope. Nope. You know what? I, people hated the last season of Family Matters. Urkel was never supposed to get Laura. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. <laughs> like, we just, it has to be... It's part of the show. Yeah. Yeah, y'all, damn, bro. I love you met a Game of Thrones fan? Yeah, it's a bunch of them. My wife is, has recently become a Game of Thrones fan. Me personally, I don't subscribe to that shit. Them dudes are die hard, die hard. And props to you for being. But nah, that's not how it works, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not with it. I'm not. One, one of these days, I probably sit down and watch it because, like, I I, I tend to catch shows after they've gone. Like, Me I too. caught um the the motorcycle joint. My sons of Anarchy. Yeah, I caught that afterwards. Like, me I just, too. I just I watched that too. maybe like yeah. two years ago. Me too. Um, yeah, that's funny. Breaking Bad, I caught, I watched Breaking Bad maybe like three or four years ago. You feel what I'm saying? So, I, I, I tend to catch shows, you know, after they go off. Um, What's your favorite show of all time? My favorite show of all time? Mine's The Wire, hands down, gotta be. Hmm, my favorite. I might say Breaking I think Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad? Yeah. Think Breaking Bad. We're bra see, it's so funny. Breaking Bad is a great show. I got up to season five, episode one. Sorry, and then I got crunched with stuff that I just didn't watch, like episode two and stuff. But then I was like watching scenes on YouTube mm -hmm. where I know everything that happens. I see all the dramatic parts. Yeah, I don't even know if it's worth for me to watch the whole season now. But um. That that show was a great show. Well, what made me watch um, Sons of Anarchy was um, I, I seen a, a death compilation of like you know the, the all the character deaths and stuff like that. And it made me want to go watch the actual the actual show. Um, the Opie death, like that I was wondering, was sad. yeah, yeah. I, I would like it's you see those type of deaths and you wonder why they have such big impact on people. You'll see people post about it. Like you'll see people make comparisons. Like yo. No, ain't nothing sadder than Opie Death and shit like that. So when I watched the Death compilation, I seen it. I'm like, okay, let me go see why people are emotionally invested. Yeah, yeah. you understand. So that's what made me go, um, go actually watch the whole thing as a whole. And I was like, yo, Sons of Anarchy is fire. Sons of Anarchy was dope. Like I would give it another run. Um, I think Opie was my favorite character. Yeah, yeah, he was loyal like a motherfucker. Yeah, he was loyal to the head. Yeah, he ain't care. You know that when they killed his wife, though, that was fucked up. Oh, yeah. yeah, that shit was crazy. They killed her by mistake. Because yeah. they thought Opie had snitched. But then they thought they thought he Opie was in the truck driving off. Yeah. And then he told but he told her, he's like, You it was fucking up the guy who actually killed her. He said, Why weren't you in the truck, Opie? And then he admitted to it. Oh, I was like, Oh shit, that show's dope. Man. So many dope shows, man. The why I, I was showing my mom the scene from Breaking Bad, I'm the one who does the knocking. Oh yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> like, yo, you know how much money I make? <laughs> <laughs> Even if I told you, you wouldn't believe it. Oh, man. my God, man. But, yeah, Game of still, Game of Thrones fans, bro, look. Yeah, y'all hold this L. You know what I mean? Never mind the L that Game of Thrones held for having a Starbucks cup on the table. That was funny. But, but honestly, would that have been picked up on any other show? Would you have known? Well, I mean, it's a medieval show, so. But that that's... That's the reason why it was, it was such a big up. deal. It was a, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, nigga, there wasn't no Starbucks back, you know. Yeah, yeah, So. And I, they edited, they went back and edited out the episode. Yeah, they, they, they CGI'd and edited out, edited that out the episode. Um, you know, but. Oh, maybe there's a dope show. I'll, I'll watch it eventually. I'm not into all that dragon and Yeah, that that's the thing. I'm not into that dragon. Like I said, I may, I may watch it one day. You know, there, there's certain fantasy stuff I'm into. I'm just not into dragons and medieval times and shit like that. Like, that ain't my, my cup of tea, really. You feel me? So. Free. Did you see A-Rod? No. So, it's all over the Spanish news. Which I think is stupid. First of all, why do you watch the Spanish news? Well, I listen to La Mega sometimes. You watch, like, um, Telemundo and all that? No, no, like, La, I, when I say Spanish news, I mean Spanish radio. La Mega. Okay. 
where they have their own morning show. Sometimes you get tired of Power 105 and Hot 97. Well, Hot, Hot, I think Hot 97 actually has the better morning show, but that's another topic. The better morning show? Breakfast Club has the better interviews, but if you listen to the show, Hot 97 is actually better. Okay. Uh, the, like, there's just too much music in it. Um, but, um, so, <laughs> oh, I don't have the picture on my phone, actually. Okay. But, somebody took a picture of A-Rod taking a dump <laughs> in his house. And you see that, like... First of all, just, who took the picture? It looks like the picture came from another building. Oh, okay. And it's in his building with the windows open, and he's taking a dump. Wow. Uh... My whole thing is that shit is stupid to me. Everybody's gonna take a shit. What's the big deal of of the celebrity? I mean, really, does it interest you? No. Do you want to see Jay Z taking a no, like? No, I no, I don't want to see nobody taking a shit. So the the video went viral. Okay. Nobody knows where it's from yet. So, but that's another thing. I think that shit is a felony. That's an invasion of privacy. That's nudity in a sense, right? I don't know. This is the thing. It all depends on the laws of the um, of the grounds of the, the the places that they happen at, because you got certain places where it's like, okay, you might not be allowed to film while you're on the premises that A Rod is on, but if you're in another premises that allows filming, then take it a might. Of somebody taking a shit though, it, nigga. If they had the window open. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that, I don't that's know. what I'm saying. Like, it, it, I, I, I do feel like it is an invasion of privacy, but the, the how, how it would play out in court would be on some like, like it would be very technical as far as the like I said the rules of the premises. I, I, yeah, I don't know. But you know? my whole point is though, like I, this is the thing I do security, so that's why I'm familiar yeah, yeah. with how those kind of things work. So it, it might be like I said, the building that A Rod is in. You might not be allowed to be in the building with a camera out, but the building that the dude was filming from, you might be allowed to do that type of stuff from there. And if you happen to be filming and you just so wander across somebody in the window across from you taking a dump, then is uh, all right. Well, the he has to. I, I think he would have to prove that he wasn't spying. Right, like it would have okay, to be okay. something that he I got just you. I, I hear what you unintentionally saying. ran across. You feel me? Uh, I hear what you saying. I got you now. Um, as fans, fucking peeping Tom ass nigga. As fans, I like it's corny to me. This shit is it's really corny to me. Taking a of picture course. of somebody taking a sh- like. Of, I mean, of course, there's a little haha, <laughs> you know, there because it's like, oh shit, look, you know. Like, but it's human nature to take a shit. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, I don't know. This. But, you know, people just want anything nowadays to, to have clickbait and headlines and shit like that. Like, yeah. A-Rod caught on video taking a shit. Like, if you click on that purposely because you want to watch A-Rod take a shit, you're nasty. You're a creep. Yeah. yeah you understand? You're, you're, you're like the people who be in a Pornhub comments talking about names. First of all, why do you have a profile to be commenting on Pornhub requesting porn star names? Like, yo, just watch the porn, get your whatever off, and then exit. You asking for her name and shit so you could like, get out of here, man. Y'all niggas be weird. <laughs> I see those comments, too. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. That shit is funny. Um, surf and 50 Cent. Yeah. That's, so, that's, that's big. That's big for surf. Shout out to surf, man. It is big. Shout out to surf. Let me, I want to start this one off, though. You know, Surf seems to be co-signed the most. Mm-hmm. He, he also seems to, uh, what, what's the word called? Co- co- when everybody agrees? Con- consensus? Consen- okay, yeah. That he has the best music out of a battle rapper. Con- mm-hmm. That's the consensus. General consensus, yeah. Uh, got Joe Budden co-signed. That's your man's. You got a Chris Brown cosign, you're chilling with him. And you're chilling with 50, you got a 50 cosign. I wouldn't be surprised to see you sign with G Unit. Shout out to you, you are the man. With that being said, there is one thing though. You could get all the cosigns in the world, but you need to make moves on your own. You know what I he mean? He is like, making moves on his own. No, I know that, but I mean, what I mean is, the cosigns are dope, but he needs to blow up. Blow up by himself. I guess, I but 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 this is the thing. 
getting. I'm getting lost in my words, but I. But, but I have here, my here's the thing: here. I don't feel like Surf is looking for those cosigns. You understand? He's working, and the cosigns are pretty much coming to him. That's true. That's how yeah, it is. Right, you understand? Right, right. He, there's certain people who be out there just looking for cosigns, like, "Hey, Fifty, will you listen to me? Hey, Joe Budden, will you listen to me?" But no, Surf is somebody who just he just grinds. If he sees an opportunity, he's gonna take it. That's true. That's true. You know, he might have got brought up to this is fifty for an interview, and you know, Surf is one of the biggest battle rappers, so he doesn't have to look for a this is fifty interview. They're gonna come to him. It probably just so happened that fifty was there. Right. You know what I mean? If if I'm Surf and I get called for a this is fifty interview, the first thing I'm gonna say is, bring me up there when fifty's up there. So I could weasel my way in and, you know, I, I would do something like that. And that's certainly, that's what you're supposed to do. When you're somebody like Surf and you have that bargaining power, you could say, yo, I do this with the interview. I won't charge y'all nothing, but, yo, I want to come up there with 50 up there because mm. he need to hear this music. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So, um, it's, no, like you're, right, said, you're right, you're right, you're right. You, you're supposed to take advantage of those opportunities. So, you know, um, I, I would think, you know, that would be a, a smart thing to do on Surf's behalf. Now... My my next question is, would would signing to G Unit actually be smart? Me personally, I don't think so. Record deals are played out at this point. You understand? Um, Fifty has so much going on that he can't be the Fifty he once was as far as overseeing people's careers. Right. You feel me? It would be some other people that's. A part of G Unit record staff that would be overseeing Surf projects, and it's like, yo, if I'm Surf, I don't want to just be signed to a label where I'm not being overseen by the rapper who I want to be a part of what I'm doing. You understand what I'm saying? So I would say, you know, Surf, he he got number two project in the country, or whatever on iTunes. Like, you don't need a label. You, the, the label is just going to be for the extra push to add more value and get you out to other places. But, I mean, with the Internet, you don't even need it. Yeah. Now, what I think Surf might need is better management in terms of... He might need, like, a QC. QC, um, quality control. That's who the Migos is under. Oh, okay, okay. He might need something like that where... He can still do his own thing with his own direction, and they just help push it out there. Because one thing I think about QC, or at least that I that I feel like, is that when people uh, get down with them, he does. It don't seem like they change the artist's direction. It seems more like they just help distribute their shit to the right places, and that's why the artists they have are so successful. You understand? Um, it doesn't feel like a label. It feels more like a management type of situation. But I would I would think Surf needs a situation like that. He don't need to be under G Unit, which is a a, a label that's you know G Unit not lit no more. It's twenty nineteen. G Unit is not the label to be under. Well, Uncle Murder said I'm on G Unit now. What what when skills dissed him? That shit was so true. You signed to G Unit ten years too late. Yeah, like. It's not, and I rock with Uncle Murder. Like he actually was one He's of my dope. favorite rappers at one point. He's dope. But for him to be signing the G Unit in 2017, 2018, like yeah, you signed too too late. Like G Unit is is pretty much over as a record label. Yeah. You know, so you you might be getting money, you might be getting um, paper here and there, but it, it's not gonna be the push that you need. You feel what I'm saying? So, I, yeah, I feel like sir. I feel like surf. He's gonna be that. He's gonna be that standout star mm -hmm. for us. Uh, you know. You, um, do you like you like Carter Deems or not? Um, I'm familiar with him. I think he's fire. He got signed to Wild and Out. Sharon announced it. It's dope. I I like all the battle rappers on Wild and Out. Uh, I think it's a good look for them. I think um, I think Jin is on it too. Jen. Yeah, oh, Sharon, okay. Sharon took a picture with Jen and he was like, um Or Jen could possibly just be on the episode. Well he said I used to look up to Jen his Facebook Sharon's Facebook uh -huh. picture with him was like I used to look up to this guy growing up and now we're both cast members on the MTV. Oh, oh yeah. So yeah, it looks like Jen is gonna be uh, a cast member. That's uh, dope. That's dope. Yo, what but is Wilder not just gonna be battle rappers now? 
I mean, it's a little if, oversaturated, if, right? If, if that's know. where all the talent is coming from, then shit, why not? Yeah, they need to get some more comedians though. Like, like the wild, wilding out is 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 a place where they they can pick from different talent pools. It's just that battle rap has a lot of talent. It does. It does. Because you know? to be a battle rapper, you have there has to be some funny in you. No matter how, who you are, even if you're, I think as serious as you are, you have to be able to make people laugh too, right? You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. um there has to be wittiness, you know, and yeah, you're right. Battle rap does have a lot of talent in it, in its pool, you know. Freaking that! Uh, I want to see how Carter Deems does. He's a weird. Do you think he just plays a character, or do you think that's him? Carter Deems. I'm, I'm not from. This is the thing. I'm not familiar with him. You I'm never seen a battle, battle of him? No, I, I've I've seen a battle of his, but I, I'm not familiar with his personality outside of battle rap. Yeah. So I don't know if he's. You feel what I'm saying? Like if that's really him or if he's just. I think some of it might be a shtick. You know, you can't be that weird. <laughs> that person. Of course you can. Yeah, but you have to. But. But there's normal points too. I'm weird, but there's normal points to me. Man, it's all types of weirdos out here. Man, I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, just some type of super weirdo. But if he is, you know, that's that's on him. Why? I, how do you, yo? Do you you watch Wilder now still? Nah, I I don't get to catch it half the time. I'll be at work, so. Hey, they they got this chick. She's bad. Justina Valentina. Oh yeah, I heard about her. I heard she's about her. bad. To me, she's a cutie. I yeah. think Wilder now is fire. Like when I do catch it, it's always dope. You feel what I'm saying? So that that's definitely a show that I was watching at one point, even um growing up. Like well, remember Wilder now been out for years. Well, season one created Cat Williams, Mikey Day. If you, they they have some big stars on CD. Yeah, Wild Wild and Out been around for years, but it, it's just getting a new kind of I guess re uh, a new energy just because of all the the way social media has turned comedy you know in the yeah. just this whole big thing you know so now you get DC Young Fly you get Jess Hilarious. Oh, he's funny, get, bro. DC Young Fly is hysterical, bro. You feel me? So you know um that that's the thing with Wild Did and you Out. See that they, Breakfast Club interview with the three of them? That's yeah. Funny. That yeah. had to be the funniest breakfast club. <laughs> yeah, that that interview was hilarious. You feel me? But um, yeah, man, salute to everybody that's getting picked for Wild and Out. You know, um, I just hope Battle Rap starts getting chosen. Like the people in Battle Rap start getting chosen for other projects. You understand? Like we got Wild and Out, which I know they always gonna come and get the fire Battle Rappers. Now let's find other other shows and things of that nature to pitch Battle Rap. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like, Body was a start. You know, it was us in the movie theaters and stuff. Like, so, you know. <clears throat> so, it, it's showing that Battle Rap has a, a, a nice talent pool. You yeah. feel me? Just about, you know, getting these people to, to to see and get us picked for more projects and stuff. Well, I think it would be dope if HBO picks up URL known. Not necessarily known by itself. I mean, URL. But, like, URL known. King of the Dot, Town Business. Mm -hmm. uh, did, did that card go down already? It's this, it's, it's this weekend. It starts today. Mm. Freaking. You gave your predictions for that shit, right? Yeah. What's, um, the biggest, what's the biggest battle on that card? Disaster and Danny. That's going to be a goodie. Who you got one in that? Um, who did I call? I think I said um, if Disaster come on his A game, he going to win. Um, yeah, he, I, I feel like he would edge out all three. Um, yeah. Then they say Danny battled franchise yesterday and choked, like the first time in his career. Wow, I never heard Danny um, choke. Yeah, before. I never heard Danny choke. Before. So if that if that really happened, then I'm gonna assume that it's because you know he was focused on oh, disaster, disaster. But yeah. I'm not giving him that excuse. Like Danny is a person who watches battle rap. He be in the comments. He he watches video. He watches the battles. He should have known. Not the battle franchise and disaster at the same time, yeah. On the same weekend, you feel what I'm saying? So, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just hope he's ready for disaster, man. And, and Danny's like the coolest person to talk to too about battle rap too. Like he watches the shit. He'll, he'll, you could give him your opinion if he won or lost, and he's one of the most open-minded, right? Mm -hmm. I think so. You know, Danny. Yeah. Um. um Where's an Ice Geechee is on that card or no? Yeah, Ed Ice and Geechee. I, I like that match. I think Ice is going to win that. 
Well, a lot of people saying Geechee. Yeah, I, I, I got Geechee. Y'all sleeping on ice, though. And, and nah, I, I rock with ice. Um, I think it's going to be a, a, a dope, interesting battle because it's the two hood dynamics. It's the old, older also, nigga from yeah. the hood versus the, the new young gang banging nigga. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, it's going to be good. That's why I think that battle is going to be. And I think Ice got something to prove after he lost the Chilla. Yeah, most definitely. And Geechee is the perfect, you know, opponent for that. Geechee's so. nice, though, man. Yeah, he fire. shit. What did he say? He said, oh, what's that battle he did? Romnetti, was it? Mm-hmm. When he said, uh, the, caught the body, no debatable. What was that line? Fuck, that shit was crazy. He said, like, I think My nigga's getting 30 in real life or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's, oh, something like that. Or was that? No, Surf said that. No, he, he said, um... Holding his mom, the body, it was a body, no debate, ah, some oh, shit, okay, like, okay. Something I was like, like that. fuck, bro, this, that dude's mind works different, bro. Yeah, yeah. And he seems like a humble dude, too. Yeah, he always, um, he, he one of them people, like, like, he'll comment on Facebook posts like a regular nigga, like, you know, he one of them niggas, he not afraid to, to show love and interact with the people and shit like that, so, I, I would assume he's like that, you know, even in person. And he's straight. You could tell he's straight, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he, he's just one of the people that, you know, he, he down to earth. I'm he's not going to a battle rap to look for violence. Yeah, That's what, yeah, you know. Seems like he a chill nigga. You feel what I'm saying? So, um, I mean, shit, we done ran through. I, I'm surprised we ran through pretty much all our topics. Yeah. Um, well, we could end early. Uh, so, yeah, that was No Mercy TV podcast featuring Jesse Rican. Jesse Rick and one on Twitter. This was episode six. It'll be up ASAP on all streaming platforms. Um, by the next episode, I should have my first piece of No Mercy TV wear. You feel what I'm saying? Um, I'm going to spend this weekend to try to, you know, design and set up the store and everything. So hopefully by this week, I'll be able to at least start putting something. Now, I already have uh, a sweater and a t-shirt up on the store. I just didn't want to put out a link and you go to the site. There's only like two things you can order. You feel what I'm saying? So I want to be able to, like, when y'all first presented with the store, y'all see everything that it has to offer. You feel what I'm saying? So um, you probably can go to Teespring right now, search No Mercy TV, and come across something. But, you know, when we ready to start promoting it, I want it to be a full store. I want you to be able to get your pillows, your No Mercy TV phone case, you know, your, your sweatpants, and, you know, things of that nature. So, you know, um... We gonna get we gonna get things moving, man. You feel what I'm saying? Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at No Mercy Harlem. Follow him at on Jesse Rican One. Twitter, on Twitter at Jesse Rican One. Facebook and, um, Jesse Perez. And we'll be back soon, man. A Mercy TV podcast. We out of here.